Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, hey, Gator Nation. Welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast. It's October the 6th, and we got a jam-packed episode for you, as always. With me is the hype man, Wes. What's good, Gator Nation? And the man, Mike. What's going on? And We got a lot to talk about today, guys. As you know, we uh, didn't have a raw reaction episode this week, so we're going to talk a little bit about everything in this episode. And as always, guys, you can go ahead and Download us wherever you get your podcast at. We're available on all major podcast providers. And you can also check us out on our YouTube channel. We please we recommend that you do respect our decision on YouTube. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you get a notification every time we upload new content. Our man Mike's always uploading video shorts of him in the trenches and good stuff like that. Had a couple this week. Hit big out there. Had a couple of viral videos of Mike in the trenches. Uh, got some shout out love from Five Hour Energy. Mike was pounding them back. Thirty five thousand views on a video of Mike shooting out Five Hour <laughs> Energy drinks, and then people commenting that he was going to die of a heart attack. It was a, it was a wild scene. <laughs> I accept all challenges. <laughs> ah, it's a good week, guys. Good week. Um, as always, guys. If you'd like to support us. As creators, make sure you check out our Patreon at Respect Our Decision. There's, uh, we we appreciate all the love that you give us. Um, want to give a shout out as always, Utah Gator, uh, for being our first Patreon. Brandon Stewart also supporting us on Patreon. Um, you know you can support us in any way, guys. It helps us a ton to keep the content coming. Um, we're gonna have future giveaways. We had a giveaway this last week for for our patrons. Um. 
And with that being said, guys, you know we're about to get into it. But as always, we want to go ahead and give a shout out to our sponsor at Camwood Supplements. You can visit them at camwoodsupplements.com. Uh, good, clean supplements for your workout, for your digestive, your post-workout. Our man Wes, he he tried the uh, workout supplement this week. How'd you like it, man? Man, I loved it, man. Mike has been getting on me about, you know, I hadn't worked out in about a couple months, and I was slacking, and every day talking to Mike, and he's been on it. He kind of motivated me. I uh, tried the uh, the supplements and uh, the, the first far as the pre, pre-workout, and it, it was good for me, man. Um, I really loved it. I got it back. My wife works out too, so she was on it as well. So uh, we 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 there. We we in there. So you guys, if you work out or thinking about working out, I suggest you try it. It's good for you. Yeah, Mike put out a little video on on our Twitter page this week of him using it and then um, doing some some upper body work. Uh, scary stuff, guys. Got to get the lats going. <laughs> Got to get the lats in, man. I'm not a workout guy, gotta, gotta um, but I but I highly suggest the digestive greens um they've helped me tremendous i struggled with uc and have for over 20 years and i've noticed a uh a sizable difference since i started drinking them every night before i go to bed so y'all go ahead check that out camwoodsupplements.com make sure you use code respect 20 save yourself 20 percent off your purchase and with that being said guys we're going to jump into the content for the week but because we didn't do a raw reaction episode this week um due to some personal stuff that was going on we're going to go ahead and just real quick before we get to our weekly recruiting stuff, and we're going to talk about the game versus Eastern Washington. We're going to keep it brief. We just want to hit on a few points that we didn't get to talk about. Um, for those of you that saw the game, and I'm sure most people did, uh, as long as you didn't have Dish Network um, and lose service that day and have to scramble to find an alternative method, that would be me. Um, you know, you would have seen AR look pretty strong. I mean, as he should have, but he continued to build off of what I would say was a, a, a changing performance against Tennessee and looked a lot sharper. Um, he did have to come out for a series because he got his ankle turned, and I believe the ankle was already bothering him. And I believe uh, it was it was shown in a breakdown this week that on his long forty five yard run, you'll notice he never tried to hit high end speed on that run. He cut well but he slowed up at the end and avoided trying to uh, push through. And it, it was just pretty much further evidence that he's, he's dealing with something with that ankle that's giving him a little trouble. Cause that was before he even got it turned in the game. So, you know, there may be a reason AR is not doing all the running that we like to see him do, or we're used to seeing him from last year. Um, that being said, I want to segue with that into uh, Jalen Kitna. I mean, Jalen Kitna came in on that, that, that drive for him and looked fairly sharp through a nice touchdown pass. Um, and then finished eight of 12, cut 200 yards. Guys, I mean, it looks like we got ourselves a backup quarterback that's capable. I mean, I obviously it wasn't against SEC defenses. Mike, I kind of know what, what your opinion on that's going to be. And go ahead, go ahead and say what you want to say. I know what you want to say. Well, first, uh, if I recall correctly, um, he's from Texas, not Arizona. So I'm already a bigger, I already like him as QB2. Um, but I mean, goes back to. Um, and he's got pedigree. He, oh, coach's son. Um, well, former NFL quarterback. So he has that pedigree. So um, for with John Kitna. But if, and this is only one game, you know, to put him in third quarter of one particular game, we beat Kentucky. Period. It's not even debatable. 
because um, like I said, AR, I'm, I'm, I'm all on Team AR. He's, he's back. I love it. Um, however, that game, he, he had the ifs. It's just it's blatant, it was blatantly obvious. He, for whatever reason, personal, physically, he just didn't have it. So um, it started with a series, a series of two because um, AR, he did lose us that game. Um, you can say growing pain, so on and so forth. You want to go with them. You can blame them. coaches. You can blame whatever. But in the I don't end, think it was coaching. Well, a lot that's of people, not coaching. A lot of people, and and I know you're not. I'm saying a lot of people in the Twitterverse and places like that have said, well, in the end, it's coaching. The coach called the plays that he. But you, you, I, that's any game. You, you, you put you, your quarterback you, out there with a the trust to execute said plays. You can't call a play for someone who. Those, like the guys what, can't throw an, uh, a five-yard comeback. You can't call Some a play. people don't ever want to blame the quarterback when it's the problem. And, then you, you know, that's that's yeah. a tale as old as time. People, I mean, if they want to blame someone for, you know, that, that play, I mean, we all agreed he should have ran the ball more. It wasn't ideal. Billy's been it's shown he can obviously call a better – call a good, some good games – but if if you want to put that game on Billy over AR, you just know no football, and I'm not gonna argue with you. So you can they can be the keyword warriors. Like it's, you're just Wes, you're just dumb. Kitna win yeah. a Kentucky game. I wouldn't say he won it. I mean, I know I'm saying would yeah. Kitna have made a difference in the Kentucky game? You would have voiced it that way. I, I would say he would have would have put us in a better position to succeed for that game. That's and, I think that's a answer, better way of saying it. I yeah, think that's at, an at a point you answer him in the third quarter somewhere. Even if it's for a couple series. Period. Yes. What do you think about that, Wes? I mean, that's hard to say. Um, the it, team it, we, yeah. Example. Go ahead. Go ahead, Wes. You're right. I know where you're yeah. going. Yeah. The team we played, I mean, they're not – for fans who don't know, when we say FCS, that's, that's not South Florida. It's not Florida Atlantic. It's not Miami of Ohio. <laughs> this is Eastern Washington. So I, I want you to understand who we're playing – this is not a team that isn't even up to the standard of, of the teams that I just named before. They're not up to that level, period. And what we have to realize is Kitna just passed Ingle on the depth chart. So Kitna wasn't even ready for Kentucky. So when we look at the depth chart, he wasn't even ready for that game. So I don't know how, because we saw this guy play against Eastern Washington. Now we all want to know what well, he could have, Maybe he would have beaten Kentucky. He wasn't even past the, the walk-on two weeks ago. But now he could have beaten Kentucky. So that's just my opinion on it. Um, I'm not going to you know draw it out long because we have some more stuff to, t- to talk about. Um, to me, it is debatable because of the reason I just stated. Um, we all feel how we feel about that. But I just want you guys to keep that in perspective. I mean, you guys, the fans, that was Eastern Washington – and then this guy wasn't even number two on the depth chart two weeks ago. So it's a, who it's a, knows? It's an honest debate. It's an honest yeah. debate. It, and it bears wondering. But that's one yeah. of those what ifs that you'll play yeah. out. Yeah, all, all day. Season. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and, the, and the last thing on that real quick, Hirsch, the, and it wasn't even that the quarterback needs to win us the game. We're just talking to get a first down here or there. That's all. Complete a short and pass. Ha- hand the I, ball off. Because you're clearly the better team. Not turn Kentucky the ball over. They were begging us to went to beat them, but AR said, "No, I want to lose." In our that's best all. defensive game of the season, absolutely. So, so, that's all. It's a debatable topic, and it's one of those that you'll play out throughout the season. What if you know? What if 
Jack Miller would have been healthy. We could have said, would he have come in in that game? I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you're just going to have to live with, that it is what it is. But now we've seen a little bit of a sample size, so we know that at least we have a quarterback on the bench that can complete passes. I mean, I'd like to see him, obviously. Like, I'd like to see him in the third – I mean, in the fourth quarter of this week's game being able to get some reps. I think I'd love to see that against an SEC yeah. defense. Um, hopefully that'll be something that's, that's you know, potentially able to happen. Um, I think our wide receivers look fantastic, as they should have. But, um, you know, Justin Shorter, right off the rip, 75-yard reception. Justin Shorter now in the top ten of receivers in the SEC yardage-wise. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Justin, uh, you know, friend of the show. Um, but one of the best plays, one of the wrinkles that I saw that we've been begging for to see was uh, White Boy Rick getting a um, you know seventy yard end around touchdown. Once again, you've got to take into you know mind the competition, but that was a well-executed play, and you got to see what Ricky could do with the ball in space. And we've been wanting to see it for four games, this being the fifth. And Rick showed what he could do, man. The guy broke it down the sideline. We ain't seen a run like that in a long time of that kind of, you know, in that kind of play. So that was – it was great to see that receivers did their thing. Offense as a whole did what they needed to do. wasn't real the, – the starting three running backs didn't exactly light it up um, like I kind of thought they might. Like, you know, I think I picked Trevor as my uh, key player of the game. And while he had a, a decent, you know, yards per carry, I mean, there was nothing crazy. There were no real long yardage breakoffs. Um AR had 45, Persaw had 72, I think that yard that run was. And everything else was, I mean, besides uh, Lingard broke off a 20-yarder in the fourth quarter, everything else was pretty short. So, once again, I mean, after Tennessee, we didn't run the ball very well. This week, we didn't exactly set the world on fire. Is that a concern for y'all going forward? No, I saw the consistency. Um, I mean, End of the day, we put you know, put an inferior team away. You know, we um, throughout we had we had some chunk plays uh, from players. You know, our starters. You know, like you said, shorter and um, you know, for, uh, what's it called Purcell. And I I saw some um, what's from a garage when he had that little dance. <laughs> you know, that's just, like little things like that. You're, you're enjoying yourself. You're having fun. Yeah, they had and, a fun time. Yeah, so I mean, teams like that, you should, you should, like. I look for little things like that. So, um, I think that game was nice, relaxing more, like, week. Some, exactly, some fine tuning. So, no, I'm not that worried about it because I've seen, you know, AR once he he uh, once again he showed some consistency. And that's what I was really looking for. I, was, I wasn't really looking for an overall, like, you know, A to Z. You know, I, uh, I saw Kitna, you know, step up. So I was looking, you know, I saw Caleb Douglas catch a touchdown pass. So I'm looking at little things like that. You know, I'm not looking like, oh, what, you know, how, how this, uh, how the run defense play again, you know, um, a particular player play. I'm just looking at, you know, a little um, fine tuning. So. Yeah, to, to your question, uh, Hurst, uh, as far as offensive line, uh, to me, it is getting concerning with the last couple of weeks, that inability to, to run the ball. Um, I just wanted to see dominance and 
you like me, you know, I've been on ETN's bandwagon. Um, I wanted to see something explosive, like maybe a 60 yard TD run um, from the kid. Uh, I didn't get to see that. I just want to see offensive line. And, and granted, uh, I love to, to to give specifics and details. We did kind of switch up our offensive line a lot too. Uh, we got some young guys in. I think I saw Leonard play like guard, both guard spots and Ball center. played, everybody yeah, played Brown. a little bit. So maybe that had a lot to do. Maybe the first uh, team O-line wasn't out there as much. So, But I do want to see – hopefully I can get back on track when we, when we discuss the game this weekend. But, yeah, I, I want them to get back to being able to dominate. I want to see alleyways for the for our running back. So, um, But I love what I saw. I always love the receivers. I always say Whittemore never drops anything. So – uh, that's my guy. Uh, Zipper was involved uh, as well. He had a, a catch or two. So um, just love what I saw from the offense. Uh, progressive. Um, yeah, I mean, offense did their thing, man. They did what they had to do. Um, let's flip sides of the ball real quick. And I only got a couple of talking points real quick, and we're going to move on from this game. Um, I thought Kamari looked very solid in his first start. Um, once again, going to keep saying it. Got to consider the competition. But he was in position to make his plays. Had some, had a couple of good hits. Um, uh, as of this recording, the depth chart was just released, and Trey Dean is listed as the starter again this week. So um, I don't know how much Kamari will play this upcoming game, but he's definitely shown that he is the future. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he's going to be starting. If it's not before the end of this season permanently, he's going to be starting next season going forward. I mean, it's just – inevitable um so it was good to see the young man out there and and get to play and look good um but as a whole the defense once again did not look great in the first i mean don't let the, the the early score fool you they were moving the ball on us again running passing a lot of drop balls by their receivers while open i mean they they left plays out on the field so once again, I just, I mean, and my most concerning thing is why with this level of competition was our defensive line not dominant. I mean, maybe we had a bland scheme. I, you know, I don't know for this game. Mike, what's your thought on that? Do you think maybe we were just playing a little bland on, on defense, maybe not well, dialing it up? Yeah. A couple of things. Yeah. What I've noticed thus far, um, obviously we have our deficiencies, but, I think uh, what I've seen so far with Tony, it's um, kind of been, but not, not break. Like, all right, we'll let you, if you want to get to, say, you know, within 30, but, like, we're, you're just not going to score a touchdown. You're, you're kicking field goals. So that's what I've noticed so far, really. Um, we'll have to, have to see, obviously, more in, into the season that that's really a strategy. But that's what I've, you know, what's what I've gathered. In terms of the O-line, I just think that there's just not a scheme fit, and we're not going to have a dominant O-line. Now, if we were running power, you know, power running like last year, I think we're really, really good. But right now, I don't think they're risking fit. So I'm uh, definitely tempering my expectations in terms of that, you know, and also you know, they're going to play uh, Naquan, who's not a, a scheme fit either. So that's going to hurt us as well. So we, have, we do have two capable backs, but you know, we are limited in terms of scheme fit for that. That's for me, as far as the defense, uh, I got to give – I was on this guy uh, a couple weeks ago, linebacker Scooby. Uh, he made some plays this week. I got to give Scooby a shout-out uh, for making some plays. He seems like he's progressing. I think he 
pretty did pretty good well against Tennessee as well. We were disappointed in the loss, but and kind of didn't highlight that part of the raw reaction. But to see him continue to get better at, at linebackers is, is 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 a good sight to see. Um, we saw some of the guys. We saw a lot of guys. Matter of fact, I mean, I think we played like a a bunch of players this week. Uh, of course, I got to shout out my my big guy in the middle, man. Um, Mike has been harping on the D tackles. I know he loves my. I keep pointing him out to him, my boy Chris Mack, man. I'm gonna call him Chris Mack because I don't want to butcher his last name, even though it's easy to say. McCullough. Yeah, McCullough. I know. I just call it's not hard. I promise you. Yeah, McCullum. I, I can say it, but I just like calling him Chris Mack. But but anyway. He got in like maybe late second quarter, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And he was in the backfield first play. Um, that's the guy I think you should pair with Dexter. Uh, I know we have Jalen Lee and I forgot who else is in front uh, in, in front as far as uh, the tackles go. But the guy is flashing, guys. Um, uh, if you're watching, watch number seven. When you see number seven in the game, he's in the backfield. He reminds me he's not the same built. Uh, but when we had guys in the backfield a couple years ago when Ivy – uh, was in the backfield and, and Taven Bryan and uh, Bullard when he had the 20 some tackles for loss a couple uh, some years ago. That's what uh, Chris is doing. So uh, look out for big number seven. He's doing his thing. Um, Summer down. What? He's a freshman. I love it. I, every time I see the guy, he's in the backfield. I, I'm saying I love Chris McClellan to Jonathan, Jonathan Bullard. No, no I, didn't, I, I didn't compare him. What I'm saying is, I like the every time I see him play, he's in the backfield like those guys used to be, and that's what like, I that's like what a guy we haven't had. Tackle for losses. I, I'm saying that that's what we, I can't see oh, him yeah. tackles for losses. He's not right. playing yet, so um, I need to see more of Chris. Uh, I think he should be paired. I think she should start um, because I don't see that from Jalen Lee when he's in. I think yeah, Jalen could be. I'm a, not impressed by Jalen. Yeah, yeah, I think he's he may be a good depth piece. But Chris should be starting right now. Um, I, I see more of him being a Dexter's getting double teamed. He's killing his one when he gets the opportunity because Dexter, and that's what fans they're getting on Dexter. But Dexter's getting double team a lot, even in this game. I think it was triple team one time. But if that's going to happen, you you put Chris in the middle to pair with him, then you have a problem. Now you can't really double team him like that because Chris is whipping whoever he's in front of every week, week in and week out. Watch the tape. You think I'm lying? Every time you see 70, he's whipping whoever he's in front of. So that's just my take on that. Um, I'm gonna hype him up every time chance I get, as long as he continues to prove me right. So he's he's been doing it since I uh, put uh, I first said his name. So shout out to Chris, number seven, defense, Florida. And just to piggyback off that, um, definitely kudos to Chris McClellan. Uh, <laughs> since you know some people don't want to say his last name, Chris Matt. Matt. And um, anyways, most of the time there's reasons uh, young bucks aren't. You know, starting, and you know, it could be a myriad of reasons. It could be you know they're not they don't fully know the playbook yet. Tech, technique as well, they're putting they're only putting certain down and distances. So you have to keep that in mind. Um, I you know obviously his role should expand throughout the season, but you need to spoon feed them, especially on um, the line of scrimmage. Like quick that. note on that on what you just said, uh, Billy referenced him specifically on the uh, teleconference he had yesterday morning. Um, that he's getting better with his technique. So I think that speaks directly to what you just said. That that's, his, that's the nice way of saying he's not quite there yet technique-wise, but he's getting there. No, and, and I to, I'm sorry, continue. No, you're right. And I'm just saying that kind of says exactly why he's not getting the majority, you know, getting a higher number of snaps now. He's progressing 
body wise and technique wise the way they want him to. Yeah, and I love his build, but like, let's just say he gets in the backfield. What if he wasn't supposed to penetrate? Like you have to keep Sometimes that in you mind. Be a space eater. Yeah, no, absolutely. So what if he's supposed to take on a double team? He penetrates. He he like that. You you have to keep this in mind. We we don't know the particular what his his role um his um what he, the call is on that. So yeah, penetrate is nice and everything, but not if you're you're on the grade three five. Three three five. You need you need, you need that's, that that plays for the linebackers. It's not meant for him. So it, 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 it there's a lot of variables. Then end of the day, technique is everything. Taking on double teams. It's, tremendously hard and you know you're gonna hold a guy and and he's not ready physically yet i mean he's getting better obviously but like he's still not he's facing grown men in sec so you know i have you know the ceiling on him is tremendous but we at the same time we just can't see flash plays and assume you know oh he's got to be in no i guarantee you he's missing assignments it's a I'll, put everything on it. So it's going to be patient, you know, at the same time, you can't hype, you know, our coordinators, our coaching and, you know, uh, Tony, um, apparently, you, you know, he, he's the magic man on the defensive coordinator and not trust. And you can't, I thought you love, uh, you know, Spence. So you're not trusting him at the same time. So you, you like, what, which one is it? Talking to me? Yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to start. No, anymore. no, like, no, 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 no. I, I, I get I what trust. you're saying. I, yeah, I trust Coach Spencer. Like you should get him in when you know nice and slowly, but he needs to know his assignments. He needs to know how to t- his, te- his te- technique right. Yeah, I mean that's the same thing that we can say about if any position. Uh, I know Hirsch talked about Kamari playing maybe starting at safety the rest of the year. Maybe there's a reason. I know people, fans, me included, want Trey Dean on the field. I mean, off the field. Excuse me. But we don't know what Kamari knows right now to replace trading. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that's that that's the thing. And then even to, and to go t- to he, each of us, we can say that even about the quarterback position. We may think that Kitna could have beaten Kentucky, and that could have been debatable. But if he can't call check out of different things and say different things and and hit this receiver here and there because he played Eastern. Uh, Washington. Now we think that he could have beaten Kentucky. That's that that goes with everybody and every player that's young. I think what Kitten is a what, sophomore, true sophomore. So I mean that goes for each and every young player. We 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 can say that about each Richard, and everybody. But but Richard. to me, to my to my point to 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 talk about Kamari and I will wrap it up here to talk about Kamari playing safety and Kitten playing uh, quarterback. To me, D tackle is easier to play than safety and quarterback. I don't think you guys can disagree, disagree with no, that. No, it's it's widely it's a widely known it's it's always said it's easier to play the farther away you are from the line of scrimmage. That's another. It, everyone says that. There's a, there's a reason Ford always puts a corner start starts a five star corner on the outside. That's a that's a fact. No, that I'm not going to debate that. Everyone always says it. It's like I don't even know where this comes from. No, no, no. I'm saying Kamari's not a corner, though. Kamari's a safety. It's harder to play safety than a corner. I, I said, as an example, I said farther away from the ball. Yeah. The trenches is the hardest, especially in the SEC, and I'll leave it at that. Nah, All right. Disagree with that. Conversation. Well, they, they always I mean, agree to disagree. I mean, you, you can. Conversation for another day. Because <laughs> we're going to move on down the line, and um, we're going to jump into recruiting real quick like we always do. Um, not a whole lot to cover this week. We're going to shoot through it real quick. And um, I'll hit some highlights in a second after Wes briefly just talks to us about uh, Under the Lights. Wes? 
Yeah, appreciate it, Hurst. Under the lights, we don't have a lot for you guys, as you guys know. And uh, shout out to, uh, not shout out, excuse me, our prayers and uh, to all our, our Florida brethren out there that uh, went through the hurricane this past weekend. Um, there were not a lot of games played, uh, not a lot of uh, posts about different guys. Uh, but because we're going to talk about this kid a little bit later, uh, and because he had like an, a spectacular night, we have to talk about DJ Lagway. Um, because he's not playing in the state of Florida. We, we had his uh, statistics for the night. Uh, this kid uh, went 24 for 32, guys, for 388 yards and four touchdowns. And that wasn't the end of his night. This kid also ran the ball another six times for 76 yards and two TDs. Uh, we want this kid as QB1. A lot of us talked about and we, I'll save that for later. I'll save that for later. But the kid had a phenomenal night. That's my QB one. I know Hurst has talked about it. Uh, I want to hear Mike talk more about him because Mike knows I love the twenty four kids. He focuses on the twenty three guys. But uh, being that uh, twenty four kids that, don't exist right now. <laughs> being that we don't have this a, one. This one, yeah, does. yeah, yeah. <laughs> as far as quarterback, because they commit so early and they kind of control the class. Once you get them on, the quarterback is like a, uh, a early class guy. He's like that class before. Once yeah. you get you somebody need like quarterbacks him on, on as soon as yeah. possible. But he had a phenomenal the, night, and I think that's that's our goal. Um, DJ Lagway is quarterback one for twenty four until he's not. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that being said, guys, we're going to jump into just some some quick recruiting updates before we uh we get into Missouri. Um. Few few little things out there. I'm gonna start kind of on the the not so surprising end and move on. Um, <clears throat> Q Rasal out of Alabama this week received a uh, a future cast prediction to um, to Alabama from Chad Simmons at on three. Chad's pretty dialed into that recruitment, so um, I'm sure he must have heard something. Uh you know, we'll, we'll have to find out with that. I know that he's planning on visiting us for the LSU game with his teammate, defensive tackle Jonathan Smith, uh, both five stars out of Alabama. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens in that visit before we, um, you know, go ahead and say that ship has sailed. But I know he's genuinely interested. It came out this week that his uh, that his mom likes Florida a lot not always important. You know, we've seen that kind of not go our way a lot of times. So I try not to harp on that too much, but get them on campus, see what happens. That's all what you got to do. Um, not a whole lot of visits uh, for this weekend for homecoming, but the one visit that previously this week had looked like it was not going to happen and now is on again is uh show favorite defensive tackle Caden McDonald out of Gwinnett, Georgia. Uh, Caden hurt his ankle this last weekend, apparently in his game. And the plan was for him to stay home and try to rehab his ankle. That was per Corey Bender on on three. Um, Corey does, does a phenomenal job, but he put it out today that uh, he had talked to Caden's uh, people. I don't know if it was the coaches up there or whatnot, but Caden will be making the visit down this weekend. <clears throat> I expect the coaching staff to give him the full court press. He's really kind of, from what it looks like, down to us, Clemson, and Michigan with the decision coming at the end of this month. I mean, we've harped, I don't, we've, we've raved about this kid from the moment we've 
we we saw his stats from last year. He's already on a similar trajectory for this year. He's already got 20 tackles for a loss. He's already got seven sacks on the year. Uh, I don't know how much time he's going to miss. I don't know the severity of his ankle injury. But that's – for a defensive tackle, that could be end-of-the-season stats, and you would still say, oh, man, that was a good season. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we all – we're. <laughs> We're all very familiar with Mike's take on this situation. Um but but in case if you're not, Mike, say it one more time just to let people know. Get me a nose tackle. And this man is the pure definition of a nose tackle. Except he's he just seems to be an ungodly force at the position. <laughs> <laughs> I've never I, I'm like I've said many times. I'm from the Atlanta area. I I know the quality of competition he plays against. I've never seen a defensive tackle put up the kind of numbers he has in the amount of time that he has. It is ridiculous, and you don't. Yeah. What's that, Wes? No, I was going to say that. I think the only knock against him from some schools uh, to give fans uh, uh, a reason why you might. Because we were, the way we hyping up, he should be a five star in my mind. I think it's his height. Is, is he is short. Why, yeah, and that's the reason why uh, he's not as high as he should be in me, in your opinion. I don't know how Mike feels about him because uh, Mike hasn't. Uh, we haven't really talked about him that that much, but um, I love the kid. So Mike, I hope he is your nose, and you can lay off Spence, but because he's that good, Mike, like for real. Mike knows. I'm just being patient. I'm, I mean, he's <laughs> taking three little time. Apparently, apparently, no, no, we don't need a nose tackle. No, I mean, being stout. That's that's debate. Um, what's it called? Uh, what's he about six foot? Six one, six. Pro- yeah. So uh, probably no, six. That's foot. absolutely perfect. I think. Uh, <laughs> what was his name? He uh, he had a crazy Dwayne Robertson out of Kentucky. I remember. He, yeah. He, there you go. Hey, I mean a bowling ball. You you get it done. That's it's little thing I like to call leverage. Eric so Donald's not wasn't the most tall. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if you've got the technique and you've got the the hands, the drive, and the motor. You know that can you can overcome size. I mean that yeah. that's. It actually that, puts him at that position. Um, it actually puts him at, at advantage, especially on setting. Yeah, he, get, he can get leverage over, over some of those no, guys, and especially with his size. Uh, let me see. Yeah, Dwayne Robinson, who went – he was in, like, top five, top six, ten in the draft. He, he was 6'1". So, um, it's not a problem. Um, he can motor and, 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 you know, ability to get better. Yeah, so the only problem that really presents is, you know, batting balls down. So, yeah. I mean – Which time, we don't do anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> same time, though, you still have your three <laughs> texts and your five texts. So, but, no, at that position, you know, I'm not worried about it at all. I just want um, you, I just want pure penetration and someone to honestly take on blocks. Um, I'm not even – I mean, yeah, just take on block penetration. So If, if Clemson wants you on the D-line and we – Absolutely. D-line, Absolutely. Absolutely. We've said that before. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'm not going to – I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Clemson is our competition for this kid. Agreed. I don't yeah. see him going up north. Um, but you got to sell it out this weekend. I mean, if he's the only kid really that's there, like I'm sure some of our commits will come. They come every weekend. Um, you might have a few sh- late last minute guys that say, oh, I'm going to pop into Gainesville for a visit. You know, but it's this kid is number one priority on campus this weekend, unless some five star shows up that we haven't heard of. Um, 
this kid needs to get the red carpet and then needs to be pointed to the field the entire time and said, you're in that rotation next year because you it's there. Take it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> who's keeping you off the field? Yourself. You're the only person that can keep you off that field next year. I mean, McCle- no, I'm talking about true. in the rotation. I'm talking. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I got, yeah, yeah. He can be there. He can, he can be there um, to your point. And to, to hype up that point, this is something we might have to worry about in the past, but we have to shout out our uh, uh, Katie and the crew as far as what they do, as far as giving these kids uh, the, the full red carpet, like you said, the red carpet experience. So I don't doubt them like how we might have in the past, like, Man, they we got a game. We need this guy. It won't be because they fumbled the balls. No, uh, I, they won't fumble the ball. But what what needs to be shown is the 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 playing time. I think yeah. that's the a one thing that you show this kid over and over and over again. Uh, you see, Jalen. I mean, Jalen Lee. I, I've got my own personal feelings. Jalen Lee won't be on this team next year. Just a personal thought that he that maybe he's bold. That's bold. I'm just saying. I don't. I think he may transfer. I think I mean, he he's may still leave. be in the. He'll still be in the two deep. I think he may leave. I think he may realize maybe he's not a fit for this. I, just a personal. That's my personal opinion. Because I, I think he's, I think he sees himself getting passed up. He's got passed by, by, by Watson. He's already Watson. been passed by Watson. And the freshman is coming. And well, the you're freshman's still going. I mean, it, to. It's tough. It's the toughest. The trenches are the toughest. I'm not. That, yeah, I'm not saying they're not. I'm just I mean, saying the kids losing snaps by the week. <laughs> My guys, I coming. see what you're saying. I don't think he. I mean, the bottom you're, you're, line. You're in a different just, age now, though. Can I go somewhere else and start and play 50 snaps a game? He's physically ready. Uh, the, um, what's it called? Um, your um, McDonald's. He's physically ready. Yes. So. I mean, and at the same time, it comes down to technique as well. Absolutely. So that's what. Like I said, you can point to that rotation and say you can play next year, because right now there's only there's only three guys that I can see above him, and that's if Lee stays on campus. Fair. I mean, so you know, even if he does stay on campus, that puts you in the four, you know, in the rotation of four. Because we know Desmond Watson's not going to play 60 snaps a game, 50, 60 snaps a game. I don't care how much weight he sheds. It's not realistic. He, he would literally die. I, I mean, and he may be, you know, we've heard how committed he is. And he may lose 40, <laughs> 50 pounds between now and next season. Yeah. It, it, it could happen. I'm not saying he is. I'm saying it could. I'd, I'd scoff louder if I could. But he's still not going to play 50, 60 snaps. No. And he shouldn't. So, anyway. Moving on, big piece of news dropped today. Big piece. And if you haven't heard it already, breaking news here. Cormani McClain canceled his visit to Alabama this weekend to watch Bama, Texas A&M. Um, I know Bama guys are out there saying, well, he's going to come later. But if you've paid attention lately, you've noticed Cormani has made statements. Now, I have not heard it directly from Cormani. It's been kind of puppeted out by other people. So maybe we maybe we're not hearing exactly what his thoughts are. But the word has been he's looking to end his recruitment sooner than later. So a later visit to Bama doesn't make a whole lot of sense if that is true. I, I think with the weekend we have next weekend looming 
and I'd bet money, I'd bet the house today, Cormani's on campus next weekend. Agreed. I mean, given, given the weekend they have planned next weekend, if he's not here, I'll be blown away. Then we, um, we, we lost him if he don't come next weekend. <laughs> if, I, I, but here's the thing. Cancel this weekend, not going to Bama. He comes next weekend. Things set up very nicely for for Cormani to McLean to be a Gator sooner than later, and and that's what your hope is that he never makes that trip to Bama. Shut him down. Thanks, but no thanks, Nicholas. We we're good here. I mean, <laughs> stuff him in the locker. I mean, he's just it's easy money dealing with the corners and Nick Saban from the state of Florida. Yeah, I mean, Hirsch, I mean, the tea leaves point. I mean, if he, we heard this weeks before, week or two before, that he was thinking about shutting it down. And then you go to this week, Alabama's big game, Jimbo versus Saban. And he doesn't, he's not going. Um, to me, that bodes well in our favor as far as something's up there. Yeah. And then, you know, our big weekend is next weekend. So he doesn't go to their big weekend. I mean, Anything else need to be said? I think it's uh hold on to your seats, ladies and gentlemen. It could get uh it could get I I'm and I'm gonna segue with that point into our next one, which is <clears throat> next weekend is a huge weekend. I mean, we're not gonna cover most of it here because we're gonna we're gonna next week we're gonna talk about it in depth. We'll have a better visitors list, but it's gonna be five star royale in Gainesville next weekend between the 23 class and the 24 class. Um, I, I can go ahead. I could run down a list right now, five stars from the 24 class, including DJ Wagway, who is, who has said he's trying to get back for next weekend. Him and his, his dad and the staff are, are working it out. Um, I'm not saying he is coming. I'm saying he's working on coming. Um, I know Jeremiah Smith, uh, Trader, the the two receivers out of South Florida are both coming, um, both five stars. I mean this this weekend is going to be stacked. Rousseau will be there, Smith will be there, uh, Dejon Johnson will be there. I know, I don't know if Cormani will be there or not, but I'd be shocked if he's not. Like I just said, it just it it's too. You know, Billy has had this planned for a long time. And there's a reason behind it. Just like he had Friday Night Lights planned out, this is planned out. Um, it's going to be a spectacle of recruits for a I'm, 7 o'clock game against LSU in the swamp. It's going to be loud. Um, Mike, you going to be in the trenches that weekend? Yeah, man. And I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm pissed. So ah! I hate night games. All right. I am not a fan of these freaking night games. I mean, it's not going to even matter me being tired of, like, 1 o'clock games. I don't know who else can agree with me, but, like, this – when I saw the 7 o'clock game, I almost didn't want to go. But I'm I'm, I'm obligated, so um, I made <laughs> previous commitments. But, um, no, I'm, I'll be there. Uh, I'll be the – and I'm trying to uh, – trying for Texas A&M and FSU. So we'll see on those, but uh, no. Mike might be making a road trip for the A and M game to go visit. He might be part of the yell the night before. I can't. I can't. 
those people, those people. Let me Mike's gonna that. get his overalls out and go hang out with the boys and, and do some cat calls or whatever the hell that is they do. <laughs> <laughs> but um, real quick before we end this and we move on to Missouri, um, guys, just just hang in. Uh, there's gonna be this week between now and and our show next week. There is going to be an avalanche, I'm sure, of of visits announced. We're going to do our best to we'll, we'll we'll tweet them out, we'll retweet it, and then we'll have a kind of a breakdown next week on next week's show. Um, next weekend could be bigger from a recruiting standpoint than Friday Night Lights. I mean, it's a very very possible situation because Billy has staged it this way. And if you don't think Billy Napier knows what he's doing in the recruiting game, this is just another example. Uh, a lot of teams have burned up their official visits. Billy has back-pocketed most of his. And that is that is old-school coaching. Like, like Keeley. Keeley's that, and that's what I wanted – I'm, I'm hesitant to say because – at least they're he did. Of, at least he held on. He, at least he held on. To he it. held the visit. That, he that's still what, I was more it. alluding to that. Sorry. It's, yes, absolutely. It's there. Um, his speaking of Keeley, his mother came out this weekend and said they Crazy. haven't decided about taking an official visit yet, but they are discussing it. So that's up to the staff. The staff has to do their job. Make the call, Wes. Make the call. That's my. That's uh, my guy. Needs yeah, need him. Man. He needs it, man. <laughs> that's take that's, that flight to Tampa, man. That that would be a. That would be Wes's A and uh, App State over A and M pick right there. Yeah, I mean, I got him to do that. I got him. I got him to get from Notre Dame. I said he was going to decommit from Notre Dame. I got him from there. I the staff got to do their part. The staff has to do his part. No, no, absolutely. The staff, the staff. This is one of those things where you want to be elite recruiting dog. You make it happen. You put in the hours. Now I have heard rumors of Keeley has a handler. And that he's tough to do business with, but guess what? You want to recruit against big boys, you got to take on all comers. Guess what? Georgia deals with handlers. Bama deals with handlers. Ohio State deals with handlers. You want to recruit those guys, you got to deal with them. <coughs> and with that being said, guys, we're going to wrap it up. We'll have a big recruiting breakdown next week for the for the visits, and um, hopefully, we're going we're heading towards some really good news on the recruiting front. And that being said, we're going to move into this week's game, and Mike's going to hit us with his Missouri breakdown like he does every week. Mike? Yeah, just start out uh, Missouri at a glance. Uh, their coach, uh, what's it called? Elijah Drinkwitz is entering his third season as a, uh, as a coach there. Currently has a currently has an overall record of 23-15, 8-12 within the conference, finished 6 and 7 uh, last year, 3-5 and five within the conference, uh, and he beat us. Um, something that occurs often. So the victory actually uh, overlap from last year. That was the nail in the coffin for Dan Mullen's tenure with the with the Gators. And after uh, Mullen was fired, uh, Drink was actually said, "My father was a farmer, and there's an old saying: you reap what you sow. If you sow kindness, you you reap kindness. You be so jackass, you reap jackass." And for that, I agree with him because Mullen is a jackass. <laughs> oh um, additionally. Uh, Missouri has been uh, Florida's Achilles' heel since joining the SEC for the 2012 season with a five and five head up head uh, head record. Um, also, uh, off season awards. Uh, you have Javon Foster, third team specialist, uh, Harrison uh, Medvis with third team as well. 
know, their opponent. Impact players, you have Tyrone Hopper. Yes, that's Tyrone Hopper. Uh, you know, ba- uh, transfer from UF. You know, ba- of course, Bateman has got us 32 on a season, 32 tackles, one forced fumble, pick, six plus, um, and uh, pass deflection. Uh, also, they have a two-headed monster at uh, running back, Nathaniel Pete, 56 attempts, 262 yards, 4.7 yards carry, and one touchdown. Also, Cody Schrader, he's your ballot moneymaker, 46 attempts, 262 yards, 5.7 yards carry with three touchdowns. Wide receiver, Jalen Hyatt, 27 receptions on the year, 460 yards, 17 yards per reception with two touchdowns. Their kicker, he is the uh, – that's Harris Mevis is the uh, – pardon me, and uh, I misspoke earlier. Uh, he, uh, he's not, not the punter. He's obviously the kicker. He's a reigning SEC Special Teams Player of the Week. He hit five of five uh, field goals last week against Georgia, including two from 40-plus and two from 50-plus. His final make of the game was a 56-yarder. Uh, also, he's a uh, defensive back, Jalen Car- uh, Carl. Carlisle's 33 total tackles, one forced fumble, and a pick. Now, season outlook for them, the fourth year, they actually uh, finished to uh, finish uh, six in the East, one above um, uh, Vanderbilt for perspective. Uh, they were picked to go uh, eight, um, uh, pardon me, they were picked to uh, go eight and four by the Riders uh, at Athlon. Uh, and also, uh, first, um, at, my apologies. I can't talk today. That is actually last week. Uh, first team out of the AP top 25. There we got here. And uh, sorry, I'm misspeaking. Week one, Louisiana Tech. They beat them 52 to 24. Week two, Kansas State. They lost 40, they 40, uh, 40 to 12. Week three, Albion Christian win 34 to 17. Week four at Auburn, lost 17 to 14. Week five, and we're going to get more in depth with the group, uh, lost Georgia 26 22. Big time game. They entered um, as a four uh, touchdown underdog. Missouri actually led 13 nothing in the second quarter. Georgia outgained Missouri um, 299 to 100 in the second half um, with a 26 23 6 scoring run to end the game, starting with the final play of the second half. UGA. Didn't find the end zone until the final 10 minutes of the game, and they they had some controversial no calls, but still no excuse because uh, Missouri didn't capitalize on those opportunities. And also, last little tidbit, against FCS schools, they clobbered those with winning 86-41. Uh, but, however, against FBS schools, they uh, have been losing a um, uh, point total of 83-48. to 48. Now, Hirsch, you want to touch on some of those strengths, and once again, my apologies, guys, on some of those uh, uh, stats. You're you're muted, Hirsch. Sorry, guys. My throat's been acting up all week, trying to drink a lot of water. <laughs> um, yeah, their their strengths are that they've got some really good running backs. Um, they they showcase those in the UGA game, and um, they have some talent around their skill positions. And one of the key key things that I saw against UGA was that they were getting a lot of pressure from their defensive line, um, especially off the edges. So something to look forward, you know, some at during this game is if we can keep them out of our backfield. And we're going to talk about that here more in a little bit. But that was definitely one of the strengths I saw of their game was 
their ability to generate pressure against a, you know, obviously we know UGA has some high recruits on their offensive line. They always do. So if you're getting pressure against those guys, I mean, offensive line better eat their Wheaties and do their job. Um, but they, they have a lot of weaknesses too. Um, from top to bottom, not a very talented football team. I mean, they're just – they're not. Um, and their quarterback, Brady Cook, is a very average quarterback. I mean, we've seen – obviously, we know we've seen three of maybe the t- – you know, well, I, I, Will Levis not being good at football regardless. Obviously um, not. <laughs> but we've seen three of the better quarterbacks in the NCAA – in our first, you know, five games of the season. So this kid ain't going to measure up to them. So you can't look, make this guy look like a world beater. You've got to shut him down. I would, I would like to see our corners play a little tighter up in this game. Um, but before we move on to Florida guys, let's, let's, I want to talk about that UGA game for a second. I watched all that game. Um, and I know Wes did as well. Um, these guys now, it's on their own field. Obviously, that always helps. But they gave UGA fits. I mean, for four quarters, they gave UGA fits. Now, do I think UGA self-inflicted a lot of stuff? Absolutely. Stetson Bennett looked a lot like AR did against Kentucky and South Florida. Um, his numbers matched. The difference is, is he's got a guy like Brock Bowers to bail him out in a lot of, uh, you know, I think we can all say without a shadow of a doubt that Brock Bowers is an all world talent. Yeah. Extremely good. <laughs> um, he, he's good at football. Wes, you're muted. Um, <laughs> oh, my bad. I was just saying he might be the best player in college football. I don't know if he's the best player in college football, but he's, he's, he's up there. His talent, cool too. the things he can do that they use him in like end rounds and stuff like that is ridiculous for a tight end. Yeah. Um, the, the, the kid is an amazing athlete. There is yeah. no doubt about it. Um, but yeah, we, we, we'll save that for Georgia week, but yeah, he, he's talented. I, I mean, I don't compare, you know, I know a lot of people are, Oh, well, you know, he's better than Kyle Pitts. He's a different player than Kyle Pitts. Exactly. Uh, he's, he's not a true. He's he he, he isn't playing alone. He's more. God, he reminds me of an old fashioned wingman almost the way he plays. It's just crazy. Some you know with the runs and the and the pass catching he does. That's you know. Um, now, with that being said, I think after you lose a game like that, and then you go on the road, you're up for a tremendous letdown. Or you should be ripe for a tremendous letdown. Let, let me say that. All in the history of college football, we've seen it happen so many times. You play a heartbreaking game like that. You leave it all out on the field, on your home field. And we've talked about it even in our season preview. We have to play Georgia, and then we have to go to Texas A&M, which is going to be a hard game for the simple fact that we're going to have a hard-fought game against Georgia and then have to go, you know, on the road. Texas, you know, SEC on the road is no is no no joke. It's, and, it's different. And, <laughs> and the swamp for homecoming, while not a night game, should be rocking. I, it's going to be a tough road to hoe for these boys. I, I got. I, I hope. Um, 
the dominoes fell in line for us to be able to really take advantage of this. Um, like Mike said, their their offense could not finish drives. I mean, they they their kicker now he was great. He was the he was the dog the week before when he had missed a crucial kick. Um, but then he redeemed himself admirably. He can kick it from anywhere on the field. If they cross the fifty, they're pretty much in. That's field a true position. weapon, Eddie, Eddie. Pretty much like Eddie Pinero. Yes. Um, except this guy is, is, he's something to behold. He looks like a guard, <laughs> but, um, but if they cross the 50, you've got to start thinking they're in field goal range. So the key there is don't let them score t- touchdowns and you, you know, I mean, so, but we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, Wes, any other takeaways you want to add about that Georgia game? Like I said, I know you watched it. No, I mean you, you, you. Georgia kind of shot themselves in the foot. They uh, and had some turnovers. Uh, I think they did a read option one time and had a little turnover uh, with the running back. Sloppy uh, to, play. Yeah, they, they were sloppy. And Missouri kind of took advantage of some of the things. Uh, they had a uh, a play where the running back rushed all the way, like a sixty yard run, but he got tackled on the one. They didn't convert any touchdown. Yep. And and that I think that key play what is to me. We lost them the game. They could have really start put, on the next play. Yeah, they could have really put George on their toes and and really had them scrambling instead of having it close. The just between three and four, uh, or three and seven. Let me say that 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 four points made a difference in the end of the ball game of what Missouri had to do towards the end. Uh, so uh, that that was something. Then the last play, not like the Georgia's last touchdown, that last play, what was kind of like a false start there by the receiver that was missed by the refs. They put themselves in a position uh, for that. So, but they did give a, a great effort against Missouri. But you already pointed out to the things that when you do that at home and then to bounce back and go play on the SEC in the road uh, is, is going to be difficult. So, oh yeah, you you snatch defeat from the jaws of victory mm-hmm. on your own field. Mm-hmm. Morale wise, it's like, well, Kylie, we can't get any closer than that. I mean, yeah. um, and let me say one other thing as we move into the to to the Florida section of this. I've heard it all week. Our guys want this game. Um, they remember last year. They remember the disrespect that happened last year. Um, they want this game. I mean, <laughs> so I got a feeling we're going to see quite a few guys come out hungry and ready to show. So that said, we're going to move into a new segment we got this week, guys. It's called the Pick Six. And what we're going to do here is we're going to talk about uh, – Three things, one from each of us that we need to do to beat Missouri, and then we need to do three things, one from each of us that we need to avoid versus Missouri. And this is going to be a new weekly segment. We hope you all like it. Uh, Let us know what you think. But we're going to start it right off, what the Gators need to do to beat Missouri this week. Wes, what what do the Gators need to do in your eyes? Play clean ball. Um, Something I'm kind of harping on the last couple weeks, no turnovers. And, again – Said it a couple weeks ago. Said it last week. I'm looking at you, Ar. Don't need the interception. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, 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 I'm your guy, man. I've been, I've been on Ar. I've been riding with him since week one uh, through the lows, the, the downs, and the, and, and the ups. Um, but I don't want any interceptions. I don't want any turnovers. Uh, just want clean ball by the offense. Um, and I think if the offense plays clean, with no playing home, no stupid penalties uh, by the offensive line, no turnovers by Ar. Uh, that's what I think uh, is as far as me as the key to victory uh, this week. Mike? 
Put them to bed early. Uh, they started out quick versus uh, Georgia, and they capitalized. So, uh, you know, we definitely hold the talent advantage. We hold the coaching advantage. So uh, let's, let's take care of business, uh, get the uh, get the crowds homecoming, and uh, let's run up the score. That coach is a piece, piece of crap. So. Yeah, I don't like the guy either. Um, mine, mine is something that I, I'm just waiting to see. I want to see more third and longs. I need to see this defense put more offenses in a third and long situation where they can't just throw a four-yard slant or dump off to the running back in the flats and let him run four yards and fall forward and get a first down. Um, you're putting your – the defense is putting themselves at a disadvantage all the time in these third and five or less situations. Need to see more third and eights, third and nines, uh, you know, third and twelves, you know, get some tackles for loss in there would be great. Things like that. Put these guys where they have to uh, just don't make it easy for them. And that's what we've done. It's made made it easier for teams. You, you make the playbook a lot smaller when you don't execute on first and second down. All right, guys, now we're going to go to three things that the Gators need to avoid. Mike, you go first on this one. Um, pretty much the opposite. The um, we can't let them start fast. <laughs> um, that that checks out. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you saw what they did to Georgia. Georgia's a pretty good football team, so they can obviously uh, uh, them starting fast obviously gives them some confidence. They, they they did play a pretty close game against Auburn as well. I mean, Auburn's not the best football team. They're coached by a horrible, arguably best co- uh, worst coach in uh, uh, FBS. So. Uh, <laughs> It's awful. It's called spade a spade. Should have been fired if, if they're well, they're good kick or actually kick. So, um, anyways, the good judge of talent. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> amen. But no. <laughs> hey, uh, but bottom line, uh, just like I said, uh, you can't let them start fast because they they uh, it builds our confidence. So we can't uh, let cannot let that happen. Wes, what do the Gators need to avoid? Um, I know we kind of jotted down some stuff. Um, I switched because uh, the conversation you guys said. I'm going to go with field possession. We, we have to avoid special teams mistakes, holdings uh, on special teams, especially when we fair catch it. Uh, so I, I want us to have avoid bad field position put there by our special teams. I need our punt return and our kick return specifically to uh, to be better uh, I need better guys on the field that doesn't do dumb penalties like holding when we call fair catch and uh, the ETN returning some of those kicks to get him more touches because I'm an ETN fan. All right. Um, mine is Chuck Yardage plays. Man, I'm so tired. I, I know I'm harping on the defense a lot, but I think they deserve to be harped on. Um, God, I'm tired of seeing big games against us just because of maybe a missed assignment here, missed assignment there, guys not knowing their coverage responsibilities. Um, obviously, we saw it against Tennessee, um, how it, it just killed us, you know, in any momentum we possibly could have had. Uh, big play down the sideline against Marshall, blown coverages by Dean and Helm. I mean, man, I, I, I'm tired of it. I want, 
I don't want to see – the Florida Gators should not be giving up 20, 30, 40 or longer yard plays on a regular basis. I understand it's going to happen from time to time. Every team gets tricked, gives up a big play. Um, but we're giving up way too many per game, and that's what I need to see eliminated. I need – you know, I, I understand, every, like I said, everybody's going to get theirs. So you're still – you're always going to have a guy maybe that misses his assignment. But it shouldn't be happening three, four, five times a game. Um, Agreed. That is something we should be at the point of the season. We're at this is the halfway point when we get when this game is done, where a lot of that stuff stops happening. And I say a lot, but if you're not getting it done, next man the hell up. Because if yeah, I just I'm not going to quit saying it. I want eleven guys out there that do their responsibility. Play in and play out. Not just Ventrell Miller. You know, just, you know, if you're supposed to contain, contain. If you, you know, if you're supposed to do in a squat zone, stay in that zone. If you're supposed to be over the top, get your ass over the top. Be there. You know, um, that's just a big thing for me. I'm, I'm tired of watching the Florida Gators defense give up huge gains and give teams momentum back time and time again. Um, kind of goes in with what Mike said. Don't let them start fast. Don't let them get these yards. Don't, you know, put them in the hole early. So that being said, guys, we're going to move on down the line to our impact players of the game. We do it every week. Mike, who's your impact player of the game this week? This is one out of left, left field. Keon Zipper. He's starting to shine. I, I just got a gut feeling. You know, he's you know he had a good one against Tennessee. Obviously, I was there and he did in my end zone. So um, pause and I, I, I got a good feeling about him. <laughs> um, Mike, I mean, my guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't called on this name, and you guys allowed me to do it early in the year, so I'm gonna uh, do this again. And you guys will feel me when I say this. Uh, my impact player is not a player, is a coach. I'm going to go with Billy Napier. Um, you guys have been talking about the reason being because him being the OC, you guys have wanted him to maybe call the game different in certain aspects, tailor the game maybe more to the AR strength. And I want to see how this is week five. I've been harping on him six. as far as, excuse me, week six as far as the adjustments as far as him being the methodical coach that he is. We've seen AR the last two weeks look great. So I want a consistent, I want to see that consistency from the offense. So when I say I don't want to look at a one player because we play three running backs, we play, we got three different receivers that could explode. I want to see what he does in this game. So I'm going to go, I did Patrick Tony week one against Utah. So this week I'm going to do uh, the OC, not the head coach, the OC Billy Napier. That makes sense. You guys like that? Um, I guess for impact persons, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the announce crew this weekend told me that Rob Sale was the offensive coordinator, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Good God, that's the worst <laughs> he, he, he is, he is cool. I know, but you didn't, if you didn't watch the game, that was the worst announce crew ever. We got an FCS opponent in the high school announce team. Yeah, man. Um, it was horrible. <laughs> Um, I just said his name. Mine is Ventrell Miller. 
Uh, like I said earlier, Missouri's got a good group of running backs. They're going to run the ball on you. They're going to try to anyway. Um, and what does Ventrell Miller do better than anyone? Stuffs the run, man. That guy, wherever that running back goes, Ventrell Miller seems to follow. He's he's the heart and soul. If he shuts that, if Ventrell helps shut that run game down, I got a feeling we put these boys in a corner real quick. Um, now, obviously, the other linebackers and and support need to do their job, but Ventrell Miller has always been the run stopper, and I, I have a feeling that he's going to do it this game and put the ball in their quarterback's hands, and that's a good thing for us. So, guys, with that being said, every week, score prediction. Wes, what's your prediction for this game? I'm sure it's outlandish. Uh, no, nah, not this week. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Not this week. I'm I'm pretty down on the defense. Less than 100 points? Nah. 30, <laughs> 33-20. That's respectable. That's that's a respectable prediction from Wes. Yeah, man. 13 yeah, points. He, he not even not, two not even two touchdowns. He must not be lucid right now. That's three field goals. <laughs> Mike, three what you think? Two field goals. I got uh 36-16. Woo! God, Mike went higher than Wes. I amen. I say, and I'm just, oh, man, just call me pessimistic, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> we we already do. Yeah, I know. But I try to I try to be the real one on this show. Um, <laughs> I'm going 27-21. But I do think that's a late touchdown by Missouri, probably later in the game when we've kind of got it in the bag. A little backdoor cover? A little backdoor cover, yeah. Um, souls. But – I got a feeling this is going to be an old-fashioned run fest, too. I can just kind of got that feel to it. They're a running team. We're primarily a running team, which means we'll probably pass for 420 yards now that I've said <laughs> <laughs> But that's how I like to roll, man. I like to give the reverse jinx on things, and then things go our way, man. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But I think we all agree the Gators should win this one. We should We should really win it handily. Um, all things have kind of flowed in our favor for this one. Homecoming, them coming off a crushing defeat at home, going on the road. I mean, it it, it really shouldn't be much of a contest. Plus, it's a little bit of a revenge game for us, or at least it should be viewed as that. Um, I know Ventrell will probably have them uh, slapping each other in the locker room before the game. But hopefully we we have a great raw reaction for you all this weekend, and uh, we've uh, – Sent these boys back home crying. You so, what guys, find? what I didn't mean to catch you. You know what I find crazy, and we can talk about this later. Maybe your in score the predictions. No, 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 not that. <laughs> it was you guys' record for the season, and you guys haven't picked us to lose yet. But that's just that's just crazy to me. I, I like it though. I like because you, you guys should. you say conflict. You games, then you, you well, if, heart. if we if we pick I, us to lose, I, people are gonna. <laughs> People are just going to complain about us and say we're we're not fans. Oh, and, man. Yeah, every, and every game was winnable. So what's your point? Shout no, out no, to no, a, no, ah, that's true. No, shout literally out to our every boy, game was winnable. Only one person picks the Gators to lose, and that's our boy Ryan on Twitter. And he gets blasted <laughs> by ten new random people each week that don't understand that that's his shtick. <laughs> no, Ryan. No, Ryan literally hates life. Yes, Ryan. Ryan. No, Ryan's police. He's the one that says you can't wear jerseys as a grown man. Well, that, well, <laughs> I'm not gonna. Yeah, never mind. I'm right. I'm a let's go. Let's, hey, go, let's go, I don't, go. I don't. I don't. I don't clothing watch any human being. Shout out to you, Ryan. We love you, but not really. 
I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We do it every week. It's our pickums. And boy, I tell you right now, Hirsch had another outstanding week, but his boy Wes was right there with him. Seven and three for yeah, Hirsch man. last week. Seven and three I'm for Wes. And Mike six and four. Mm. What what's the overall records? The overall records now, Stan. Uh Hirsch, 36 and 14, commanding five game lead in first. Wes has moved into second, 31 and 19, and Mike's sitting there in the trail position, about to get hit by a banana peel from the Yoshi (laughs) at 30 and 20. (laughs) We're going to get, we got some games this weekend, though. I mean, some of them are easy, some of them aren't. I'm sure we'll have some outlandish uh, predictions. So we're going to jump right into it, guys. Going to make y'all make a choice right off the bat. Tennessee at LSU. West go first. Guy. Oh, you're not. Uh, I thought third place guy was going to go first, but. Oh, no, um, you're right. No, it doesn't matter. We're going to flip him every time anyway. It yeah, it, it's fine. Don't matter. I don't want him. To, I, uh, he's going to choose after me, too. So um, I'm going to go with. I said the volunteers earlier. I think we were talking about pod that they may have a chance to beat Georgia. So I'm going to ride with them, continue to be undefeated. Uh, I'm going to go with the Vols over, ten, over LSU. Mike? Jane Daniels is going to have a huge game at LSU. Death Valley, tr- ridiculously louder than that barn known as the Neyland Stadium, that little trash pit. So uh, I'm going with the Go Tigers. <laughs> Look, man, I, I saw Florida State work LSU and – Tennessee's got a far better offense. So night game maybe takes makes makes it a little harder, but I don't know, man. It's a night? It's a night game. Oh my God. You've been there a night? No. Let me tell you. I don't like the smell of corn dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, and it may, like I said, it may make a difference. It may make a huge difference. I still don't think LSU's beating him because Brian Kelly is not a good football coach. (laughs) No, no, he's a he's he's a good football coach. He's just a murderer. This is different. Not a good. No, this is my Bo Nix take. Brian Kelly is not a good football coach. (laughs) I'm with you. All right, still a murderer. Next game, Texas Christian Horn Frog, Boomer Sooner Killers. Versus the Cinderella Darlings, the Kansas Jayhawks at Kansas. Mike. Unfortunately, Cinderella doesn't find her slipper. Got to go horn dogs. Horn frogs. Horn dogs? Horn dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Still got the stress of torn infection, man. Yeah. Kansas Kansas struggled with Duke and – um, they struggled a little bit this past weekend as well. I'm not a believer in them, even though they're playing good and the quarterback is making some plays, but haven't really played anybody yet. Uh, shout out to them for having game day there for the first time, I believe, as far as football. But uh, TCU. Yeah, man, I'm going with my uh, favorite non-traditional uniforms in, in college football, man, the TCU Horn Frogs. I, I love the black and purple guys down there. I think they're going to they're gonna – Go ahead and pop that balloon. All right. Here's one that got us all last weekend. Utah at UCLA. We all thought UCLA was going to just roll that's over dead cool. last week, and they surprised us. Uh, that's that's the other Kelly that, you know, that actually can coach a little bit. 
Um, Wes, yeah, that's you. I'm not. I, I, the better Utah play, I mean, the more they win, the better it looks for us. So I'm going to ride with the, the Utes this weekend. Mike? He wants to pick Chip. I can see it. Yeah, he likes to pick <laughs> Chip. No. <laughs> he wants to pick Chip so bad. It's in the Rose Bowl, Mike. It's in the Rose Bowl. That yeah. don't mean nothing. That they just means they're going to have 20,000 but Utah does not do well really against scrambling quarterbacks. I got go chip. Oh man, chip some more. He's just trying to be different now. Surprise! Still surprised. Chip. Oh man, I, we thought the Utah game might be close last week, and them boys dog walked him. Yep. Uh, Utah's in their bag right now, man. I gotta go. I gotta go with Utah until they I, slip I, up. They slipped up last year. I know. They already slipped up. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I don't know. I just like that kid, man. I like that quarterback. I I do I think, well. he's a, I think he's a baller. All right. Because of what it is, we're going to call it, but I think we all know where this one's going. A&M at Bama. Mike. Roll Tide. And this, and this is probably without Heisman, Heisman winner. Roll Rush Tide. Young. This is my take. Uh, Jimbo is not a good football coach. What? He's not. Like right now or overall? Without Jameis, he has done nothing. He really hasn't. Bama. What has he done without Jameis? All right, let me – here's this. I'm picking Bama as well because I think it's a no-nonsense pick. But let me pose this question. I said before the show, I told you I was going to ask you all this when we got here. If Jimbo – does and loses this game and feels so convincingly, how hot does that seat get? It's still old five years. He's he can't they can't get rid of him. They they made their bed not play with it. Like I wouldn't say that. Them boys can pay out anybody. He'll get one more year and then he's on the hot seat next year. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I mean they haven't looked good at all. Fifty million dollars is fifty million dollars. I mean, no. That's a drop in a hat to one of them boots. You know, you know they wrote a, uh, a check. I think it was a what was it? Uh, it was like twenty. It was God a, a ridiculous amount of uh, money to uh, someone one time check. No yeah, matter. They, the money ain't the problem. They 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 called them four or five boosters they have up and have that check cashed in an hour. Right. Um, but I you know I think a lot of people got to take a little bit off because that recruiting class isn't going to just pay like immediate dividends. Like you, you've got to give it. Uh, that's why he's not a good coach. Never mind. but go ahead. We can move on. I'm not going to have that discussion about Jim. Mike wants to get into it about it. We'll save that for the later day. Not a yeah, good we, coach. We'll save that for A&M week. How about that? We'll yeah. revisit. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you know. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. Uh, things came crashing back down to earth last weekend in Tallahassee. And now those boys get to travel out to the to the wolf pack, the you know the the wolf den, Florida State at NC State. Wes, yeah, I watched both games, Florida State uh, against Wake Forest, and I watched North Carolina State versus Clemson. Uh, North Carolina State better team, they will win. Uh, both got both teams coming off losses. I'm going with the wolf pack plus they're at home, uh, and that team is very well coached. I know what Mike's going to say. Me and Mike said it earlier in the year. Don't turn your back on the Wolfpack, baby. 
Hey, I was I was trying to get the um the clip really quick. Too sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Wolfpack got a yeah. roll, baby. Thank uh FSU Twitter's gonna get um gonna come crashing in on themselves real fast here. Yeah, you next. You ready for this? You ready mm. for this? And it's a night game. And it's a night game. And then they have Clemson, I think, in two weeks, too. So uh-huh. they have buys like in Clemson. Yeah. That 4 0 start's going to look real suspect Suspect <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Yep. All right. Staying, um, <clears throat> staying in the big three. UNC at Miami. Ooh, baby. Mike, what you think? Miami's going to lose by double digits. digits um, and Doug does not fit that system. Uh, they're they're still trying to run a Big Ten scheme without it's it's just it's it's a square peg round hole. Mark Cristobal is an awful in game head coach. They're seeing that everyone's known this, and UNC scores a lot of points. They probably have West? a top three quarter quarter. May, I mean, was it May top three quarterback yeah. in ACC? Yeah, I'm not going to pick with my heart on this. Um, I would love for UNC to win. I just don't believe in that. That defense is just hard to – I can't pick defense from for UNC. So, I'm going to go with uh, Miami. Thank you. <laughs> UNC does have a bad defense. You know who else has a bad defense? <laughs> Miami! <laughs> what argument is that? Don't let him change that. Nah, I'm not going to change it, but, I mean, I hope, no, Miami – Miami's hey. defense is not worse than UNC's. There no. might uh, there's a, there's a, there was a misnomer before the season. There was a top ten listing of quarterbacks in the country and whatnot. And obviously we know the uh Will Levis was on there who's not a good quarterback. But you know who else was on there that's not a good quarterback? Tyler Van Dyke is not a good quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all that shine that he had last year and when games didn't much matter is wearing off real fast. We've already seen Garcia get the call. Scheme fit. Uh, this might be the week that he gets the permanent call. Yep. Um, I just I don't see it, man. I think UNC is going. UNC did it to him once before. Um, I think you see it. UNC puts up a big number on him. I'm I'm talking forty plus. Yep. Easy. I agree. All right. Arkansas at Mississippi State. Wes, your turn. This is tough. This is so tough for me. Mississippi yep. State did. They, I knew they were going to win last week. They beat LSU for me. Really? Was it LSU? Yeah, they, they did it for me. And I hate to pick against them, but I picked Pittman as my second in the West. So I feel like I'm picking against Arkansas as well. Mike Leach might win right second in the, in the West this year. Um, yikes. This is so hard for me, guys. Um, it pains me. To go against Mike Leach after what he did for me last week. But I'm going to go with Arkansas and Sam Pittman's. This is a tough game. This is really a pick em game. Mike? It's not difficult for a man who predicted App State as a 16-point underdog over Texas A&M. So I'm going to go with the most interesting man in the world, Michael <laughs> The pirate. Lynch. The pirate. I don't know if KJ's playing this week or not. I, I I know he got hurt last week. I don't get to change that if he's hurt. I don't know he if don't he's play. playing or not. I don't know. So, I mean, I'm making <laughs> my pick blind. You know, that was last freaking week. 
Mike's trying to come back on me, man. He hates that third place guy. Man, I'm gonna tell you right now, the Pirates got it in him, and I know, like, I, I know I said it wrong before and all that, but man, they're gonna have that place ringing. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Mike Leach too, man. I, I, they got something special working down there this year. He's trying to make all them boys forget Dan Mullen ever existed, which isn't hard. But I mean, <laughs> never heard of her. Yeah. All right, staying in the SEC, guys. Uh, South Carolina at Kentucky. Mike, I know you don't ever bet on a Spencer Rattler-led team. He's just all oh, well, Levis. He's from. <laughs> this is his <laughs> ultimate nightmare. This is Mike's ultimate the only person nightmare. missing is the only person <laughs> missing is Bo Nix. The only person missing is Bo. Bo should have been there. I got some inside information on Spencer Rather. He's a terrible human being. So, um, actually, not so much, but not, not the best. He's from the state of Arizona. Soft as Charmin. It's not good. Even though Will Levis is not good at football, he's better at football <laughs> than uh, Spencer Rattler. So, uh, and also, that's, uh, that's, that's not saying much. And, 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 and suits it. <laughs> This is Stoops great. Is this is good, why I picked Stoops this. It's Mike's coach. nightmare. Stoops is a good coach. So um, they got a solid defense. They got the running back, Rodriguez, back. Uh, they still have, um, they have a couple. Uh, they got uh, some uh, dynamic talent outside as well. So, Wes? Kentucky. I spent a whole lot of time on that start game because I hate both. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kentucky as well because, I like I've said it, we've said it many times, I think. I think those wheels at South Carolina are going to go off fast. Like, I just got a feeling that it's just going to be – maybe I shouldn't say fast. Maybe I, was think, I should say it's just going to be a slow burn, and then it's just going to blow. <laughs> I got a feeling Spurring. by the time – I got a feeling Spurring. by the time they get to us, that's going to be ugly. Spurs showed how great a coach he is at, at what he did when he was there at South Carolina. Um, he was phenomenal there. Shout out to the old ball coach. All right. Well, let's uh, – two more real quick. We're going to knock these out. These shouldn't really be hard. Washington State at USC. Washington State 4-1 and one on the season. USC undefeated. Mike? Or, Mike, did you go first last time? No, Wes? Yeah, it's my turn. Yeah, I'm going to go with Caleb Williams and uh, the Trojans. Mike? USA. At home. Yeah, it's at home. I'm going to go ahead and pick USC, too. Their schedule's lining up favorable. I'm ready for that them to play somebody that's worth the crap. <laughs> All right. Last game on the docket. World, the uh, college football's oldest rivalry. Auburn mm-hmm. at UGA. Wes? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't – Auburn looks – Horrible. Mike said the coach. I think you both were just ragging on the uh, Auburn coach, so I won't spend a whole lot of time on this. UJ bounces back, uh, and they uh, get the victory this week as uh, I think it's convincing them to. I think they might be upset at the Mizzou loss, and and they kind of beat the crap out of um, Auburn this week. Mike. Brian Harson sucks. <laughs> He's so bad. <laughs> He's awful. Yeah, what, what, what? Yeah, so it's UGA, man. 
It's gonna be I'd a like to see this. I'd like to see UGA struggle again this week. That'd be fantastic. Just to to really know that they. I hope they. I hope they lose. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think they will. But I. I want to see. I'd like to see them have another dog fight on their hand. Just to you know, no pun intended. But you know, yeah. we'll see. But that's our picks for the weeks, guys. We'll tally them up like we do at the end of the weekend and get back to y'all next week and let us know where we're at. With that being said, guys, it's been another great episode. We're about to jump up out of here. Um, Like I said, next week we're going to have a lot to talk about, especially on the recruiting front, getting into the LSU game. Um, Hopefully we're talking about it as a 4-2 and football team and have a dominant showing this weekend. Look good going into the LSU game. Rivalry week. Don't care what anyone says. LSU was a rivalry week. Um, it's going to be a huge game, night game, like we said. So, should be a lot, lot to talk about next week. But um, as always, guys, Mike, you got anything you want to say before we get out of here? Bateman got us. Bateman has us. Um, what up, what up, I yeah. And I, know, I know we have like, I know we have like two minutes left. Um, so just no question. I just goes back to moving back. I know we, we haven't given our fans anything today, so I'm just ask this question. Right, two minutes we have left. Harder position to play, safety or D tackle, and your reasons oh, why. God. I have to ask, man. Just tell me, uh, it's just not a black and white question. There's a lot of variables that have to be in the play, their age, uh, scheme, so on and so forth. So, it's not a black and white question. So, so just tell them which one is harder. I mean, I, I, I yeah. would, you know, basically, I would have to say safety is more responsibilities, but I mean, it's just like there's a lot of variables. I mean, that was, it's just that was, it, that was it, my point it, earlier. To, about to, go, to, go to, to go to your point, which I know you're trying to get at, to start out your freshman season, it, it's the same exact thing. So, you're wrong. So I'm not gonna. You're, you're trying no, to I'm backdoor an answer. It's exactly. Yeah. No, that's it's the right pretty, answer. Pretty you, it, it's pretty. No, weak. no, no, no. So no, I'm you, not. You said you said that you said it's, it's into the show. I, no, I, I'm talking. Nah, this. you said after end. You you said your comment was and this for speaking. You said the further way you play is the easier. The easier, and that's not cool. You can't when compare you first and get say, on campus. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. When you first get on campus. A safety in a corner playing further where they play furthest away from any any position on, on the field. Safety in corner, the the, the corner has it easier than the safety. You can't compare safety in corner as right, far as you're right, having a, you're a right, better position. Cool. I, I know I am. No, no, I you're, I, thank I, you, thank you. Pure ignorance, but sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I know it was right. I don't know how I deal with this, guys. Blake ignorance. <laughs> Just literally, my God. Weekly by announcers and right. reporters. We got to roll out of here, Mike. Mike's got DoorDash showing up or something, and Mike Mike's stomach rules all. So, <laughs> guys, I'm before I kick it to Wes. I'm gonna say it like I say it every week. You know, you can find us on all your major podcast providers. Please make sure you go ahead, download the episode, set it to, to pre-download if you can, just so you can go ahead every ep, you know every episode. It helps us out a ton. And like I said, guys, make sure you check out our YouTube channel. We really appreciate all your help with that. Uh, we can use all the subscribers we can get. It helps us build our brand and our channel and helps us tremendously as creators. You know the rest, guys. We say it all the time. We love y'all, man. Um, so with that being said, Wes, take us home. Yeah, thank you, guys. 
uh, still pumping out that uh, Facebook context. So if you guys are on Facebook, please join our Facebook at Respect Our Decision. We are putting the content there. Again, uh, Hirsch does a great job with Friday, uh, our Friday Night Lights uh, content. We should be back this week with the high school guys in Florida. I will have that on Facebook as well. And if you know any uh, veterans or you're a veteran yourself and you need some help, assistance with trying to get your benefits as far as uh, uh, disabilities are concerned, please reach out to us and we will help you guys. We appreciate you guys. We thank you. We're thankful for all the views where we've been getting, uh, the downloads. Please like us, like Hershey's been saying. We really love you guys and, uh, go Gators. Go Gators, guys. Mike. Go Gators. That's right. Love y'all, Gator Nation. We'll catch you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.